We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. So the Colts have officially ended their first game of the regular season with a disappointing home loss to the Seattle Seahawks for the final score of 28-16. to So a lot to break down in this game, so I'll try to remember it all. I'll try to get as much as I can compiled into this. So. Let's kind of hop into it first here. Uh, I'll kind of break down some of the numbers for you, and then I will kind of go one piece at a time and then try to explain it. So overall, Seahawks finished with 238 passing yards, 143 rushing yards, with a combined total of 381 yards. Colts finished the game with 223 passing yards. 113 rushing yards with a total of 336. So both QBs finished with at least 250 yards throwing. Uh, Russell Wilson was 18 of 23 for 254 yards and four touchdowns. Carson Wentz 25 of 38 for 251 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, And also had that forced fumble or the lost fumble in the third quarter. Uh, The running game, Chris Carson, 16 carries for 91 yards with a long of 33. Uh, Eskridge, two uh, carries for 22 yards. Russell Wilson, five carries for nine yards. And for the rushing for the Colts, uh, only two running backs actually touched the ball today. Jonathan Taylor, 17 carries for 56 yards. Naheem Hines, nine carries for 34 yards. And Carson Wentz, four carries for 23 yards. Uh, Receiving, Tyler Lockett, four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, four receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. And Disley, three catches for 37. Carson, three for 26. Everett, two for 20. And also had a touchdown and a couple others along the way. Taylor, six catches for 60 yards. Hines, six catches for 48 yards. Zach Pascal four catches for 43 yards. 
And then Pittman, three catches for 29 yards. Zach Pascal had two touchdowns also, by the way. Estran, two catches for 26 yards. Paris Campbell, one catch for 24 yards. Doyle, three catches for 21 yards. Okay, so let's kind of break this game down here a little bit. So let's start first with the quarterback, okay? Let's start with the quarterback here. Because that's where everybody's attention wants to go to right away. Let me just kind of break it down here. So Carson Wentz finished today throwing 66% from the field. 66. 250 yards and two touchdowns. I will say this, that, you know, he certainly did not look bad. So I think a lot of Colts Nation can kind of take that with a grain of salt, given what was displayed on the offense today, is that Wentz certainly did not look bad. Now, to that, also to that note, Wentz did not look great. He didn't really look that great. There were a bunch of throws that, you know, he could have, you know, had back. I mean, I wouldn't say there was a ton of them, but there was a few that could have been taken back. Uh, Was there a couple times where he maybe could have handled the pocket a little better and gotten out of it quicker or gotten the ball out of his hands quicker. That's a possibility. We're going to discuss that here in a little bit, but overall I wanted to say that first off, I thought Carson Wentz did not look bad. And I thought that, you know, that is a somewhat impositive sign to me, given what the offensive line did for him today, the play calling that was assigned and everything else in between. Okay. so. Overall, I did not think it was bad. It certainly wasn't enough to get the job done, though. So let's talk about this. what's important here and why this offense only scored 16 points. Okay, so first drive, Indianapolis goes down for a grand total of 73 yards. 73 yards on the total first drive. Walked away with three points. Okay, and then about two drives later, Indianapolis ends up scoring a touchdown by throwing it to Zach Paschal. Which, if we're going to be completely honest here today, Zach Paschal was the only legitimate wide receiver on this field for Indianapolis at any point today. Obviously, four catches for two touchdowns, 43 yards. I think you could potentially say Mike Strawn. But even then, you know, all those were contested. I don't I don't think the throws to Strawn were necessarily great, but it was a good job by Strawn to make those contested catches. But nevertheless, still only two catches for 26 yards. But either way, we'll take it because those were both uh, huge for first downs. I think overall, the issue we had with the offense really was a combination of everything, okay? I don't think that there was only one particular section of the offense that was really bad versus the others really good. I don't think that was the case, okay? So, obviously, we can talk about the offensive line. Don't know what happened there. Don't don't know what happened. Davenport beat a couple times today. Nelson was beat a couple times today. 
Lewinsky got beat a couple times. Braden Smith got put on his butt multiple times today. I think the only person I didn't see get put on his butt was Ryan Kelly. I think that was the only one. And I was at the game. I watched that offensive line. And believe me, Braden Smith and Julian Davenport did not protect the edges well at all today in pass protection. Okay. And they were really unable to get a a push up front either. I mean, the Colts averaged 3.3 yards a carry. And that was with everyone. I mean, Hines, Hines averaged 3.9 and Taylor averaged 3.2. So, you know, there really wasn't anything that the Colts did today that they did well. Now, give credit to the defense of the Seattle Seahawks. They got a lot more pressure on Carson Wentz today than what I thought they were going to be able to get. Okay, even with Davenport being in there, I thought Smith was going to be able to hold the edge a lot better. I thought Nelson was going to do a lot better. Obviously, I was pretty wrong about that today. They got a, they did a great job of getting pressure on Wentz most and most of that second half. And Wentz just was unable to really do anything with the football because of the fact that he had somebody in his face almost every time. Do I think that has something to do with the fact of why maybe Wentz had a few throws that weren't that great? I think that was probably what a good portion of them were. Was that he got nervous because of how much he was getting hit. You know, I mean, and this is the Indianapolis Colts here. This is what this is what we're known for. This is what we're known for is just is blocking people up front and making a statement. Well, Seattle's defensive line made the statement today. We did not. And that's why we lost that one. Because the offense could not get consistent. The running backs were not able to find holes. Except for the first drive. The wide receivers were not getting open very well today. Give credit where credit's due to the corners. There was almost no... There was almost no separation for anyone on the wide receiver corp today, except for a few routes. And again, the offensive line just not really living up to standard, which is really odd considering what we know what they can do. And I mean, I got to put blame a little bit here on the play calling here. You know, Coach Reich, I mean, I I appreciate putting it in the hands of your playmakers, a.k.a. with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Again, I mean, Taylor had six catches for 60 yards. I thought Taylor did very well receiving the ball today. I thought he was good. I thought Hines did fairly well with receiving. Again, every time they made a catch, there were positive yards. So I'm not going to harp on that too much because they were positive plays. I can't go wrong with that. Okay. My only issue is, is I don't believe we opened the full arsenal. And that gets me back into my original point here with the play calling. Coach Wright, 
We haven't we haven't opened a playbook at all in week one. Okay, I know this is beyond Coach Reich. Uh, the Colts haven't won a, a home opener in almost eight in eight years. I think it is now. This goes beyond Coach Reich, but we're not talking about the past. We're talking about now, and as far as I I remember, Coach Reich has not won an opener since we've started this. Okay. Obviously, the all of the blame is not on Coach Reich. Execution-wise, this team continues to not be ready week one. And I haven't even gotten into the defense yet. We're about to get into that in a minute. But yet, it always seems like week one, we're just not ready. We're not ready. Obviously, we weren't as healthy as the Seahawks were today. That certainly didn't help. Certainly didn't help that our left tackle and our best corner were not available during this game. Okay? That's obvious. But, you know, I'm just getting more and more frustrated at the Colts just not coming out ready to play the way we expect them to week one. Okay, and that's that's just I'm just gonna leave it at that. I, I don't really want to get too deep into it because I, I just don't want to. But yeah, I mean good fair blame here on you know Reich and the offensive uh staff for you know not really doing a great job with mixing up different plays, in my opinion, even though again I didn't mind some of the plays that were being ran. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I just felt I just felt like we could have done a little more. I just felt we could have done a little more. Now, to the defensive side. Obviously... The first half was atrocious. The first touchdown they scored. I'm not even going to get mad at Kari Willis. I'm not even going to get mad at the defense for that. That was a terrific throw. And that was a even more terrific catch by Lockett. Lockett is the king of the NFL at making catches over his shoulder without having to look around. The dude can look around and still be looking like this and catch it, and it still doesn't look like it's real, but it does. And that was a tremendous play by Lockett. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get mad about that. What I will get mad at 
is the fact that in the second quarter, when it felt like momentum was starting to come back on our side, when it was 14 to 10, and the Colts got their first sack of the game in the second quarter, when DeForest Buckner got, I think it was when DeForest Buckner got his first sack, the next play, you give up a 70 yard touchdown throw to Tyler Lockett, and he just got over the top of you. That's the one I was mad at. Perfect momentum swing. And then all of a sudden, it just got thrown out the window. The The defensive line got no push in the first half. We weren't able to stop the run. They were constantly getting four yards every time they ran the football. And then Carson obviously had that big run in the first drive where he ended up just getting away from us on that stop at the at the third or the fourth down marker. So it's it's whatever. So in the second half of all things, the defense really started to show up. The defense really did a great job of limiting the Seahawks to one touchdown in the second half. They went out and did their job. They went out and did their job. They gave the offense plenty of opportunities to score and help come back. All the momentum was completely against the Colts' defense in the second half, but they still found a way to make it a game up until the last few minutes. I'm okay with that. I like that. Only thing that sucks is we can't keep having this every year at the start of the season where the defense just comes out completely flat in the first half and then does it okay in the second half. I just don't think that's how you can do this. You can't do that. This team needs to be more consistent on defense all four quarters. It can't be one half. It can't be the first half and then give up three, four touchdowns in the second half. Can't give up three, four touchdowns in the first half and give up none in the second half. It just, it, it, that'll win you some games, but against good teams like Seattle, I mean, I know it worked for Green Bay last year. Thank goodness it did. But in truthful honesty, that's not going to win you a lot of games against good teams like this. It just won't. And especially right now, when this offense is still trying to figure itself out, with Carson Wentz at the helm, you can't ha afford to have stuff like that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Special teams, obviously Rodrigo Blankenship, one for one on the uh, field goal and one for one on the extra point. So good job there. Rigoberto Sanchez, some good punts. Colts did well on the special teams today. No question about that. I mean, guys, at the end of the day, this is a disappointing loss. Of course it is. 
You never want to lose. But at the end of the day, everything I said here, the constructive criticism here, okay? I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm obviously mad because everybody's mad when you lose your game, okay? I, I, I'm not going to go over here and say that, you know, these guys stink and that we're, this season's over. I'm not one of those people, okay? We lost a game. The Colts have been in this situation for many times over the last 10 years. Many, many times. And yet the Colts still find a way to have continued success. Okay, so that's why I'm not freaking out about this. Obviously, I'm mad because the Colts didn't win and there was a lot of things we could have done better to win this game. But at the end of the day, they faced a really good Seattle team that's probably going to win 11, 12 games this year. And you just have to go and do better the next time. Okay, it's just as simple as that. Obviously, coaching needs to take some responsibility. They need to do better to make sure this team is ready next time. The offense needs to execute better. And the defense needs to do uh, more efficiently. I'm just saying, everybody just take a chill pill on this, okay? Obviously, we're all kind of upset about it. But I think that there were some positive things that the Colts could take away from this. I'll name a few, just real quick to end this video. The Colts got great pressure in the second half. It sacked Russell, I think, two or three times in the second half. That's what you need to do. That's what you needed to do. That was what I wanted to see. That's the kind of stuff you need, which is good. They got more consistent pressure, and it made Russell Wilson have to really concentrate on his throws. He couldn't sit in the pocket and do what he needed to do. Colts did a better job of shoring up the run defense. Overall, in the second half, the defense for the Colts did everything necessary to make sure the team still had a chance to win, which is good. And there were some plays that the offense did make. There were one or two good runs from Hines and Taylor that were good. There were a couple of good uh, runs also where Taylor had to grind out some yards, but he did it, and it made it, made it work. It was moving yardage. Carson Wentz had some good throws to... A couple of players. There's a good throw to Paris Campbell. Good throws to Zach Pascal. Some good throws to Doyle. You know, I felt that they did a good job of of reaching out to everyone. I thought that was a good job. And the only thing I'm upset about is they didn't get Paris Campbell more involved. I'm sure I'll talk about that at some point later in the season, but that's it. I felt, again, that there were positives that the Colts can take away from this. There were some positives. There were some really good plays that the Colts made on both sides that you can go into this next week and say we can work on this. The Colts are certainly going to have their work cut out for them as they face the Rams here in week two. But nevertheless, Colts fall in this one. They'll just have to work on it, get better at it, just have to become more efficient. That's basically the biggest news I have here. That's going to do it for this one here, guys. Let me know what you think of this game. Uh, what are some things that you wanted to see more of? What did you think that was actually positive? If there's something you can actually make that's positive on this, let me know in the comments. Thank you guys so much again for the support. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.